Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Weso, the host of this podcast. Our current series is entitled Letters to the Church. In it, we have been discussing the letters of Christ to the churches of Revelation. Last week, we discussed the letter to the church in Thyatira, a small fortified city. The church there was dealing with a false teacher the Lord called Jezebel, who was influencing the church to commit sexual sins and promoting a mixture of false teachings among this congregation. We learned that Jesus gave this woman and the congregation plenty of time to repent, but they did not. Therefore, they will suffer the consequences of their sins. It is sad when the church refuses to accept Christ's invitation to repentance. I pray that none of us do that. I have called today's episode The Walking Dead. Turn with me to Revelation 3 and we are going to read verses 1 through 6, which say, To the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthens what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief. And you will not know at what time I will come to you. Yet... You have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of the person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Wow, Christ's letters to the churches of Revelation were like report cards for each church. Unfortunately, the rating that Jesus gave Sardis is terrible. He begins this letter, as in the other letters, introducing himself to the congregation. With this introduction, Jesus declares himself to have the seven stars and the seven spirits of God. We have already talked about the seven stars being the leaders of these seven churches, but there are a couple of theories about who the seven spirits of God are. Go with me to Isaiah 11.2, which speaks of the Messiah and says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and power, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Most scholars believe that Jesus in Revelation and Isaiah in his book discuss the Holy Spirit and his attributes when they mention these spirits. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. According to these scholars, there are not seven spirits of God, but each represents a quality or attribute of the Holy Spirit. However, another group of scholars believes that Jesus speaks of seven different spirits here. These spirits are mentioned four times in the book of Revelation. They are mentioned in Revelation 1-4, Revelation 3-1, Revelation 4-5 and Revelation 5-6. Since this episode of the podcast is not about the book of Revelation, but about the seven letters of Jesus in this book, I will leave it up to you to decide what Jesus is talking about here when he refers to the seven spirits of God. 
Let us return now to this week's letter in which we find Jesus telling the congregation of Sardis, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. My family, the last thing we want is for Jesus to consider us dead to him. Jesus here is speaking to a group that had the appearance or the reputation of being alive or active in the body of Christ. But since no one can mock God, Christ knew that they were spiritually dead. This week, I went for a walk and prayed, and I asked the Lord what he meant when he said this congregation was dead. God reminded me that everything that stops growing begins to die. It reminded me of people I have met who had very healthy spiritual lives at the beginning of their walk with Christ. They grew in the knowledge of the Word, began to bear the fruits of the Spirit, and were active in their service to God. But after a while, their growth stopped. Do you know of someone who has not grown in Christ for a while? Sadly, I know many in this condition. Unfortunately, some pastors see this often. Some people come to Christ and develop a good relationship with the Lord early in their life in Christ. But for different reasons, one day, the same individuals decide not to go further in Christ. Some still go to church, but it is as if the Word of God no longer changes their lives. That is what was happening with this congregation in Sardis. The congregation lived in a very prosperous city. Sardis was next to the Pactolos River, where gold abounded. Sardis was the ancient capital of the Lydian kingdom. The city was known for the carpet industry and the minting of coins. We do not know who started the church in Sardis, but many believed it was started by missionaries from the church in Ephesus. The church in Sardis was open and the people were gathering, but they lacked the power of the Holy Spirit among them. Most likely, they were putting their faith in their works, and in pride, they assumed they were in good standing with the Lord. But Jesus told them to wake up. He told them that he had found their works unfinished in the sight of God. Let me tell you something, my friends. God ends whatever he begins. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, and the Holy Spirit will be with us until the second coming of our Lord. God leaves nothing undone. It is not in his nature to leave loose ends. Therefore, he does not reward people who run half races. Christ admonished this church, telling them to remember what they have received and heard. This congregation had heard sound doctrine. False teachers or prophets had not contaminated them. Their sin was that they stopped running the race, and while they still seemed to be making progress, they were stuck in a rut. They were sleepwalking. Jesus goes on to say, If you don't repent, or if you don't wake up, I will come when you least expect it. Many here might say, This is fine. These people were Christians. Why would the second coming of our Lord be bad for a Christian church? My friends, the problem here is that Jesus is not coming for a dead church. I need to address here a false doctrine about the grace of God that makes people think they are on their way to heaven when they do not even know the Lord. Some preach that once we are saved, we will always be saved, which is true to some extent, except that many forget or have not been told 
that we are not saved by simply repeating a prayer and continuing our lives as we used to live before we came to Christ. My friends, salvation comes to those who understand that they are sinners and are convicted of their sins. That conviction leads them to repentance and to the feet of Christ. Once we give our life to the Lord, we are transformed and want to be more like Christ daily. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and prayer help us to abide in Christ, and by abiding in Christ, we mature and we produce the fruit of repentance. Since our salvation is not something but someone, for our salvation is Christ, if we stop developing a relationship with Christ, we can certainly begin to die spiritually. That is why Jesus exhorts us to hold on to our faith until the end. Only those who run the race completely to the end are victorious. Someone can run 20 miles in a marathon, but because they did not finish, they do not get credit for that marathon. In the same way, someone could have been on fire for God for 10 years. But if that someone decides to leave his relationship with Christ, he will hear Christ say, depart from me, I do not know you. Many pastors will have to be accountable to the Lord for telling their congregations that they cannot lose their salvation now that they are saved, even if they are living in sin. That is not what the Bible says. Faith in the grace of God does not save us. Our faith in Christ does. And that faith inspires us to produce the fruit of salvation. If you think you can live a life of sin and not lose your salvation, please read Christ's letters to the Church of Revelation. Study how Jesus warns people that he will only reward those who reach the end of their lives serving him. And if you need to repent, please do so. On Judgment Day, the fact that you went to church every Sunday will not make any difference to God. Satan attends church every Sunday and we all know where he will end up. The good news about the church in Sardis is that not everyone in that congregation was part of the walking dead. Jesus told them that those who had not soiled their clothes will walk with him dressed in white because they were worthy. Jesus goes on to say he will never erase such a person's name from the book of life. This statement clearly tells us that in fact there are names that will be blotted out of that book. Can you imagine? Some people are now sleepwalking in church thinking that their names are still written in the book of life, but their names were erased years ago. We have to wake up, family. I invite you today to spend some time examining your heart. We have to ask ourselves, are we growing in Christ? Are we maturing? On the other hand, are we stagnant? If you die today, my friend, are you sure your name is written in the book of life? Are you living a life that represents Christ? The time we are living is challenging. We only need to watch the news to realize that Jesus indeed is coming soon. Are you ready for him? The last thing you want is for Jesus to surprise you. Are you ready to face your Savior? If you haven't soiled your spiritual clothing, the day Jesus returns will be the most glorious day of your life. But if you examine your heart and notice that you have become a part of the walking dead, please repent. Wake up. Go back to the sound doctrine of a Bible-preaching church and join a Bible study where you can be accountable to someone. Leave behind the group of friends who incites you to sin. 
I don't care if they consider themselves Christians. If their fruits are not godly, they are not part of the living Church of Christ. Thank you for the time you gave me today. To send us your questions or prayer requests, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com or go to globalgraceministries.com. <music>